you. Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. Scumbar Podcast, episode 81, where we talk movies, video games, pop culture, books, Wanda, Wanda, who is controlling you, Wanda, and everything in between. I am your host, Matt Brush, and with me today is Vision himself. Wanda? Wanda. 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 Wakanda. Wakanda, Wanda. Today, we're going to be talking about, uh, kind of phase four, I guess, um... Uh, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, with Wanda Vision. Wanda it's like, Vision. It's like Phase like four point A. It's kind of Lion King one and a half of the Endgame yeah. series. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyways, we'll get into it first. Let's get into something I like to call "What's new with you, Anthos? What's going on? What is going on? What's going on? I keep going. I I can't do it. Can you do it? Not that high, no. You started oh. too high for me. Is that the <laughs> yeah, I think I did, yeah. It's like, it's it's kind of like when everybody sings happy birthday, but they already yeah. start the oh, song yeah. like, Here we go. happy birthday. Yeah, it's so high up. And then, then they have to shift like eight keys down. I know, and I always have to like, think, happy yeah, birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Man, you just nailed it. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> I, I always hate it. So when I, whenever uh, I always somebody's go, waiting. Uh, yeah, exactly. You, you have to start really low and then it gets everyone low. else. Yeah. Super low. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then it's like less it's less climactic but everybody's still in tone yeah, it's okay. in uh, sync on key what, what is new i don't know what's new with me right now you don't um, know what's going on i don't know what's going on uh give me something what what's new with me you can tell um, me you tell me um didn't you say you would change your computer setup in some way shape or form yeah your computer you had to fix your computer oh i did fix well yeah. i didn't i your, brought your it your computer to... was rebooting it was, uh, yeah, it was just so finicky. Uh, it would restart when I would when I would play League, or it would restart when I wouldn't play you League. You play League? <gasps> yeah. Why don't we talk yeah. about that? All right. Uh, I'm really rusty and so bad right now. Uh, it's, okay, so there was there's a big patch change that happened um, towards, uh, yeah, the end of 2020. So if you were somebody who missed the, the transition where they were kind of, like, introducing some items but still keeping some of the old ones... Um, and then gradually get into this new stage. So basically the whole menu, like the the shop menu, yeah. everything is completely different. Oh. All the items, like the icons look different. The The actual changes to the items are um, pretty drastic uh, that you need to actually figure out like a different kind of item sets that you need to build for each champion that you play. Weird. But the one nice thing is that they implemented uh, a recommended items build um, like in the shop. So before oh. you had to just like you could just select like the type. So if you're if you want to buy like a, like a tanky item, then you could look for that. Or if you want to get uh, like a, a mage item, you can just get that. But yep. now it'll say like based on the composition you are against, these are the recommended items that will be suitable for your champion. So it's nice for those people who don't really like care too much to figure out the item sets on their own because it's almost like another beast for the game. Right. And uh, yeah, this makes it a little bit even with the playing field. But I kind of feel like if you're going with those, then you are you're leaving yourself open to um, to not being able to capitalize on other items that could actually be better because they they'll only tell you that um each time you're building one item they'll give you like a few other alternatives and they will only be good for maybe like two of the champions that two of your enemy champions so long story short it's a little bit easier for people getting into the game but i don't know if it's actually going to make it uh like for for the end all be all i i think it's be all end all the all 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 end 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 bb (laughs) You, it's probably just better for you to know the items yourself and be comfortable with that. Right. Um, so that's new with me. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I will go off of that. Uh, what's new with me, then, I will choose that I've changed over my computer to this new thing I was showing you before the episode, which is an NVMe SSD, uh, yeah. which I never really looked at before or looked into. Um, they are crazy little SSD drives. To anybody who doesn't know, they're like little chipset drives 
that go into like a PCI slot or mm -hmm. um, well I shouldn't say it goes into a PCI slot it goes into an NVMe slot if it's compatible with your motherboard but my yeah. motherboard is too old because it's from 2013 so I'm using a PCI <laughs> slot which is your graphics card slot and I had to buy an expansion card that goes into that slot and then I plug this little NVMe card into it and if all that sounded ridiculous um, let me just say <laughs> these are hard drives that are tiny they're yeah. tiny it's like it's like the size of my pinky like it's like the length of my pinky it's insane it's mm -hmm. such a small little drive. I couldn't believe it when I saw it, and I just took it out of the package, and it was just a teeny tiny little thing. It's a one terabyte drive as well, so it's amazing. I'm, I'm really blown away by the tech, so I installed all that, and I also got my Plex server all up and running. Oh, and, uh, nice. I'm using that. I've been using that to watch The Sopranos recently, so that's been really ah. nice. Yeah. So what are you using to... Um, are you? Do you have anything that's sourcing the videos to get onto your Plex, or you just have them on hand already? I've got, yeah, the videos that I have available already in my library, I have in a separate hard drive. So I already okay. have those videos allowed to me, and then I use my Plex server now to kind of send them out. So on, like, my break uh, at lunch uh, from work, I'm able to go find some Wi-Fi and then continue watching my show, which is really nice. Find some so, Wi-Fi. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I've been nice. enjoying that. And, yeah, the whole Plex world is cool. Plex just updated to now have a Plex arcade, which... I can't tell if it's cool or not yet, but it's uh, Plex like partnered with Atari. It sounds like, and they now oh. have like a library of games, so you can play these old Atari games through your Plex server. It sounds on most huh. devices now. Okay, it sounds cool, but it would have been more cool, I think, if they could have added the Plex formula to it, where I could just throw on whatever emulator I wanted to, and then whatever collection of games I wanted to, and then Plex could be like a retro arc kind of front end case for it, mm. and then show yeah. all your games and display them, then you play them. I think that would have made more sense to how a Plex is, and uh, I would, it, maybe they're going in that direction, so I'm just kind of seeing where they go with that, but uh, okay. it, it seems to be they're starting that way at least now, so. Hey, yeah. do you have a Plex pass? I do, yes. Is it worth it? Do I don't think so. No. <laughs> okay. I got the, yeah, lifetime, the lifetime one. It was on sale, so I bought the lifetime one, so I don't have to worry about it. But I don't think it's worth it, to be honest. I don't think you need it. Now, how much did you pay for your, the lifetime one? It was $70. Oh, that's yeah. not bad. It was a sale at Christmas time, and I figured, hey, if I don't ever have to worry about it again, then sure. So I got oh, it. Oh, was that... That was the recent sale one? Um, It was back Ish. during, like, just before New Year's, I think. Okay, like, end yeah. End of December. Yeah. I, I remember seeing people talk about the lifetime one, and I thought, like, well, I mean... It's a lifetime, yeah. It doesn't seem like it would hurt if it's... It seemed like it was a pretty significant sale. Yeah. Rather than just doing, like, an annual subscription that you don't have to worry about it. So, ah, well, if it happens again, we'll see. But yeah. I... Yeah, I, wasn't sure I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I used to use Plex all the time, and then now I'm using it again with the Lifetime Pass, but I don't know how much of a difference it's made. I don't think it's changed really anything. But, I oh, minus the fact that I'm watching it now at lunch, I should say that, for lunch from work, I can now access my Plex server from anywhere. Uh, yeah. Well, before, I would have had to have, like, VPN to my home network or something if I wanted to, so. Mm, um, okay. So, I don't know. I guess I guess it's nice, because I can watch it at work, but I wouldn't have to. I could just watch it from home on my local network, so. Yeah, true. But, okay. yeah. But it's, it's it's nice. I like it. I have, like, my own Netflix, customized Netflix, which I kind of like. Well, yeah, that's the thing, because, like, if you don't already subscribe to all the other networks, then you can just, like, it's easy for you to rely on, you know what you have, rather than yeah. having to search, like, oh, does Netflix have this one? Oh, does yeah. Prime Video have this one? Like, I exactly. have this one. I want to so, start building yeah. libraries of shows that I've always wanted to watch, but never watched. So, like, Attack on Titan, for example. Still Ooh. never seen that show, and I know, I know, and everyone's been talking about it lately, so oh. I was like, oh, I gotta watch it, so. The final I, season right now. Oh. <laughs> I know, so I want to build up on that show. Hopefully watch the whole thing, then we can talk about it here at some point, so. Yes, please. That's the <laughs> my mind oh boy okay well with so that good. let's get into the actual <laughs> news of the show which i like to call okay. ye old news um ye old news hey ye old news hedge um starting <laughs> off here with a trailer that you pointed out for me which is falcon and ah. winter soldiers official trailer on disney plus mm -hmm. um oh I it's also on youtube and stuff you can find it anywhere now. yeah i guess yeah. i just watched on disney plus i found this yeah. trailer to be better than the other trailer i found the other trailer to seem like lesser of a show i don't know why but it just oh felt yeah lesser it, it this, was just like kind of banter yes exactly this yeah. trailer feels more like there's actually like a plot there's things at stake it feels like more of an yeah. action film and yet at the same time it still doesn't hit me as hard as i think i want it to yet it's yeah. like i'm gonna watch me this too. show i definitely will watch this show but i have some concerns still even with this trailer so i I'm like hesitant i'm kind of in the same boat like i'm probably yeah i will watch it because it's just it, it, it's obviously involving a lot of things I'm already invested in, right? So, yeah. But watching this trailer, it just made me feel like it was one of those typical cop shows. Like, it, 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 it seemed a lot less like two 
Avengers characters that have their TV show and yeah. more like two like good guy bad guy or like buddy cop buddy cop guys who happen to have like extra skills or like extra yeah. things at at their disposable at their disposal sorry and so yeah I don't know that's that's the vibe I'm getting from the trailer so far but yeah I'm uh, the, I guess the term for us would be cautiously optimistic uh, sure <laughs> so I mean uh, to be excited about something i like that it seems like civil war you know they brought back uh what's his oh, face zemo. zemo and they've also brought back the girl um whatever her name carter is. yeah sharon carter what's chick. sharon carter yeah yeah oh is, oh is that sharon okay yeah <laughs> oh yeah peggy carter of course so yeah sharon yeah. carter the niece yeah um yeah so they brought back like some of the characters from civil war and also some of like like it's bringing back that story arc from civil war that i like so yeah. I'm hoping that's good, but I'm very cautious on that. <laughs> so I'll remain yeah. cautiously optimistic because I don't know what they're going to do with that. But Yeah, that's yeah. right. So I, I do remember when we talked about it before that we found out Zemo was going to be in it. I was really excited. I still am. Yeah. It's just that, you know, knowing that it is like a, a buddy cop thing, like I just... Or, I, okay, I don't know if it's going to be a buddy cop thing, but if it is, then I can't see the Zemo character being brought out in a way that I would like. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. It almost... I feel like it's going to be, like, trying to be a James Bond movie, and Zemo is kind of like the... He's just like that villain behind the scenes again. Yeah. Kind of thing. I don't know. He was good in Civil War, and I I hope they don't make him... They don't wash him down, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah, in in Civil War, he did everything pretty much on his... He infiltrated, he stole, he killed. Like, he did everything himself. Mm -hmm. And he's just like... He's kind of like a very uh just a convicted guy like he's yeah. i mean he, he's a guy with true convictions and they're willing to do it all too right so, yeah he had nothing to lose either so mm-hmm. yeah uh so anyway yeah. uh what else you got for her? uh news uh what <laughs> else who i got in terms of trailers oh there was a uh, the mighty ducks game changers trailer oh i didn't and hear about this we have uh we have emilio estevez is back no way really no way! And he's a little bit bigger. Uh, he's uh, he's he? a little bit more tanned, so he's uh, he's less sheen like. Oh, okay. Um, less sheen. And, he, does, he does have that nice sheen on him. Yeah, he's kind of like a. I guess in his in his stage, he kind of reminds me of like the uh, like the Pat Norita, uh, the um, uh, Mr. Miyagi of Karate Kid. Oh he yeah. He yeah. seems like that kind of character. Yeah. In a way. Oh, uh, you know what? Is, this is. This is kind of stupid and funny. I mean, I guess it's just showing how our world is these days. But I was thinking about this not that long ago because I was like, okay, Karate Kid is doing really well now with its Cobra Kai show. Oh, and, yeah. Like, it's making me want to watch uh, Karate Kid go back through the old ones and then go yeah. into Cobra Kai and go into me the too. show because apparently it's doing yeah. really well. Um, but I was thinking, I was like, okay, what are some other series that they will go back and find from kind of that time period, you know, and make a show out of? Immediately, I thought of Mighty Ducks because I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe mm-hmm. we'll do Mighty Ducks." But I also thought of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I know that's weird because they made Ooh. so many remakes. But they I'm have, talking yeah. about like kind of doing that that old school kind of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles style and putting it into uh-huh. a show. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I did pass around the idea of uh, Mighty Ducks. Not enough. I wasn't thinking about it enough for really like, oh, that'll definitely happen. But it's crazy that here it is now. It's like almost an April Fool's joke. Like someone's just showing <laughs> me the trailer to exactly what my mind was thinking of the other day. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, yeah, I didn't. I can't remember when it's gonna be streaming. I assume it's gonna be a Disney Plus thing. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a Disney Plus. Disney. I, I'm just yeah. looking for the date. Um, who else is in it? I don't know if anybody else is I don't returning. Think it a date, but okay. no, it looks like oh March 26. Sorry. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't I know. Actually... It just looks like Amelia Estevez. Yeah. Okay. I for some reason I feel like I saw Goldberg's face, but maybe not. Um, no, probably not. I don't not. think so. Okay. Uh, yeah, so anyway, he's just going to be that he's going to be that guy who trains the hockey team again and right. makes them all better. Um, cool. What else? What 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 news do you got? Should we just go like a like a back and forth? Like yeah, tip for tap. Like, Let's do a tip for tap with Ants and Matt. Sure. Ooh, cool. I like it. Um, okay, so I'm going. To, I'm switching gears entirely. I'm going to sports for a second here because I just happen to be watching UFC a little bit. Well, Mighty um, Ducks is sports. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, recently with UFC, now I'm not going to talk about UFC all the time. It's just that there happened to be something I think is fairly large news. Um, most okay. people know about Conor McGregor. Um, so Conor McGregor uh, was apparently going to retire in 2020. But he decided to come back and do a rematch with I don't remember I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name but I think it's Dustin Poirier, uh, who is sure. like 
the lightweight. I'm, I'm butchering all of this, but he was like the featherweight or lightweight champion. Um, so McGregor came back to do a rematch with him, rematch uh-huh. from a belt that they did in 2014. Um, I watched this one, which is the only reason why I'm really talking about it because I thought it was interesting. Was like, oh, wow. cool, he's coming back and he's fighting. I just and, realized uh, you have a whole paragraph. Yeah, I was going to read like, off oh, what happened, cool. but okay. honestly, I'm not going to read off what happened. So okay. uh, essentially, if you if you want to know the fight, go watch the fight. If you want to hear about it, I'm just going to tell you right now. Um, McGregor lost, essentially. <laughs> okay. And uh, he was going to be retired last year, and then he came back and he did this fight, and then, yeah, now he lost. And he, it was pretty brutal watching him lose, too. I've uh, seen this guy go from UFC and being, like, the best of the best to then going and fighting, like, Floyd Mayweather in, like, a box boxing one-on-one mm-hmm. hand-to-hand yeah. combat and then i saw him fight like the mountain on youtube uh in like the game of thrones mountain character i saw him like, wait doing, what yeah he did like, like the- a wrestling thing with the mountain it was pretty crazy um Whoa. and then i see him here you know and I, I i'm watching him now on his original turf doing what he originally did was ufc and i just watched him just get like wrecked <laughs> and i was like yeah. oh man like unfortunately that's just someone getting older but yep, so there you go there's news that's pop culture there so conor mcgregor lost and he said that he's probably going to retire again so and then probably come out later <laughs> yeah, i'm again. sure he'll come back again i yeah. mean mike tyson came mike back, tyson's right? doing so, it so yeah <laughs> yeah uh i i, I kind of feel like i didn't watch him a lot but I, I know i watched some and he seemed like yeah he was a good fighter and he, and he would win sometimes but i feel like he was Slightly, he wasn't all talk. He was more talk than right. he was. Yeah, fight. He's trying to be a self-fulfilling you know? prophecy by talking and uh, kind of. But he did. Yeah. He did put his money where his mouth was a few times, and uh, yeah. it was fun to yeah, watch. Like, especially watching that boxing match with Floyd Mayweather. Like there was no chance he was gonna win, but it was fun to watch for sure. He had <laughs> he had a good amount of stamina for the first couple rounds. It was good. Yeah, I think that was the one where he because like it actually went the full round, right? Like there was no knockout or anything. No, or but full, it, it, it only went set. nine rounds, I believe. It didn't go to like higher. Oh, count. I see. I see. Yeah. That's yeah. That's actually not too bad. I think I expected like three. Yeah, for somebody who's used to UFC, yeah. which and I'm more used to boxing than UFC, but watching a UFC match is so bizarre to me because it's so fast. These guys mm. are out of breath really quickly for good reason, but they're out of breath so fast and they're just yeah. It's these really quick lightning rounds of things, and then it's round over, you know. But boxing is this long, monotonous stamina match, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting to watch them go back and forth. Anyways, yeah. I just really quick little thing. I watched it not that long ago, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So I just thought I'd bring it up. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, am I tit or am I tat? You're tat. I'm tat. Okay, time to tat. So, <laughs> uh, what is this I wrote? Oh, I wrote that Spider-Man villain tease. Okay, so um, I guess that there was a photo from the set of Spider-Man Three, and it posts. Uh, it shows. Um, it shows the what's it called? It's like a non-profit thing called Feast. And it's supposed to be a thing that is, uh, it's in the city that helps people who are like homeless or people in need. And it just helps them like find a community and just gives them stuff and gives them a home kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but Feast is also, so in the, sorry, I'm referring to Spider-Man uh, PS4 game that uh, Feast is run by this guy named Mr. Lee, who is also uh, Mr. Negative. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I that the, the photo is technically teasing that Mr. Negative will be one of the villain, well, one of, or if the only villain of uh, of the next Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man uh, Homeless. I can't remember what, what it's going to be called. <laughs> I don't know if it's right? a name yet for it. What? There, there was Homecoming. There's Far From Home, and I think your your fiance was the one who dubbed. Yeah, it Homeless. homeless right? Yeah, yeah. I think we might be yeah. getting there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I guess that's a thing. Potentially, Mr. Negative, and that can be kind of cool to see on screen, live action. Yeah, I don't he's know. He's basically I, like an inverted color guy. So I've got really high hopes for this movie, but it just sounds like there's too much writing on it. It should just be a regular movie. But there's so much they're trying to bring in. Then again, I said the same thing with Civil War. And Civil War was great. So if they can do another Civil War, then cool. Yeah, Spider War. Spider War. Because there's still there's still so much back and forth talk about like, oh, is Tobey Maguire and, and I know. Andrew Garfield gonna be in then it? Then they're all like, not, Doctor like... Strange's parallel universes are all gonna take place in Spider Man. So Doctor Strange is gonna be heavily like introduced in Spider Man Three. And you're like, oh okay. And then they're like, oh, and then um, what's his face? Um, Daredevil is gonna be making an appearance in Spider Man oh, yeah, Three. And then right. you're just like, holy, can you stop with Spider Man Three? Like, yeah, <laughs> like exactly. maybe make a few other movies. But I don't know. Again, Civil War had all this stuff talked about it too. I mean, Civil War is the movie where Black Panther was gonna be introduced, and then like. Like, months before Civil War came out, suddenly Spider-Man was, like, bought by Sony and thrown into the movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, And exactly. Civil War still works. So, uh, whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's my tat. Your tat. Wow, nice tat. Okay, here, co- here we go for the tat. Uh, cool. Jason Momoa, Knuckles, Sonic 2. Wait, what? what? Oh, like, 
as the the voice, right? Like he's not gonna just dress up. <laughs> no, dress they're up. gonna have a CGI Sonic, up. and then they're gonna just have a live action Jason Momoa playing <laughs> Knuckles. He's gonna have like this, this like hat on that like, kind of looks like the <laughs> Knuckles backer. And then... <laughs> it's, just, it's gonna be wait. Knuckles has his. Oh, he's got like the more. He's got like dreadlocks. So they're just gonna give him like a Rastafarian like kind of like yep. wig. Yep. And then they're just gonna paint all of his skin red. Yeah, I yeah. can see it. Uh, cool. It could happen. I don't know about Sonic. I haven't seen the first Sonic movie, but apparently it was honestly not that bad. So, really. I don't believe you. I don't know, man. I'm not sure. Apparently okay. it wasn't that bad. I may or may not watch it. I also have a small spot for it because they filmed some of it over here on the island. So That's right. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to watch it just to see those scenes. But still, who knows? They're there, wasn't a a, there was no Tails character in the first one, right? I don't Do think know? so, no. Okay. Yeah, wouldn't it be so, weird if they skipped Tails and went to Knuckles? That would be kind of strange. A, a little bit. Maybe they'll introduce both. They're just trying That'd to be nice. Or they would want to cast Tails. I just, just want to hear the sound effect of the boing. <laughs> so right. I want to hear that and I want to see Tails and Knuckles and that'd be fun. Who would you see as the voice of Tails? I, this is so cliche these days, but Tom Holland, probably. Okay. Like, okay. I, I know everyone says Tom Holland, but I just... A young kid, I don't know. Young kid actor, he's good. How yeah, about that kid okay. from Love Actually? He's not really a kid anymore, but he would play Jojen Reed in Game of Thrones. He could play Tails. Oh, yeah, I forgot his name. Yeah. I'm just thinking young kids. I don't know why. Yeah. Those are like the two go-tos for me all the time. I wish I had a better kid to reference, but... Yeah, that's fair. Well, are you, are you thinking like they would be the voice or they would actually dress up and they're no, like... No, no voice. They voice. got like brown just fur voice. and like two tails. Tails okay. has to be oh, a very passive sounding voice, actually, now that I think about it. It can't have any bravado to it. It's got to be like this passive, like... That's why I think Tom Holland, where he's like Mr. Stark, like always kind of like being his assistant. Oh, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Tails has to be that way for me. I'm kind of picturing Tails as he's got to be like almost high pitched and kind of annoying. What about that kid from Glee who plays uh, Porcelain, oh. whatever his name is? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got that naturally high voice, Kurt. Oh, he, Kurt. Yeah, yeah I only yeah. mentioned oh. that because uh, my fiance is watching Glee right now, so it's on my mind. But he yeah. could play Tails. I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's actually kind of what I was looking for. He actually have kind of a funny um, personality where he's like almost a little bit um, snarky too. Which would be yeah, kind of yeah, funny. yeah. Like a game right. Sonic, that'd be kind of funny. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, Ooh, I like that pick. Nice, Ooh, cool. I'm glad Good I one. actually came up with an original casting that wasn't just Tom yes. Holland. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cast it, Jason Momoa. You got some pull, right? Yep. Just cast him. There we go. Do it. Done. Cool. All right. Back to Tat. Tat. Um, I should I do? Did you mention any of these? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna do a two in one. Ooh. Uh, because oh maybe oh no should I do a three oh that's do three and one or like three and one three or four and one. no but it's three, not it's three, not like three. a good it's not a good it's not a good thing it's there's a it's okay I'll do a four I'll do a four <laughs> now I have no idea what a two about. a two four a two a four, four six two four six seven four seven four six seven <laughs> um okay so yeah it's not so good news but um just a few things so okay I one thing. I think I wrote this down just because it's something that I'm, you know, our, our family is kind of going through too. So we know like what the struggle is, but Tony Bennett has come out uh, and has Alzheimer's apparently. Oh no. And he's been dealing with it. Um, I got the world on a string. So, oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah. So I think it, I, I, he does have a caregiver who I think uh, says, you know, like he still remembers who she is and, and uh, like so they're having a good time but alzheimer's overall like i don't know what they're like everything they're going through it's not a it's not an easy thing to go through so hopefully they can keep on trucking with that um and then the next set of things uh yeah pretty pretty sad dustin diamond uh, oh who played yeah. screech, screech on saved by the bell i think he died at the age of 44 i think right yeah yeah which is it, yeah i haven't heard anything from him recently uh for a long time actually um Let's see, he died February 1st, and uh, how old was he? Yeah, 44. Stage 4 lung cancer. So I didn't yeah, really read the uh, kind of like eulogy thing written, but there was like a thing written from his agent. And apparently it was really heartwarming. It was like really, really nice. It was an agent oh. who like really understood how... Uh, the actor is like famously had a lot of messed up things in his life, did a lot of things that he, you know, was famous for for all the wrong reasons. Um and the agent was kind of trying to explain away that so that his mm. death didn't seem like uh, oh good riddance kind of thing um, and the agent said I didn't again I didn't read it but apparently the agent said all these things that people were like wow like obviously the agent understood him really well and knew him on a personal level better than most people do obviously and mm. uh, just like say these little platitudes about him kind of thing so yeah okay yeah um, and then part three of this bad news uh, Robert A. Altman who is the founder and CEO of Bethesda also passed away at the age of 73. Oh, weird. So, 
Um, I don't know what that usually means for like you know big companies when founder and CEO passes away. I, I assume that they would have some sort of things in place so that you know they can pass uh, the roles and responsibility down to somebody who they know would be uh, I guess appropriate for it. Um, but I, I feel like I mean I don't really know a lot about Bethesda. Um, I know you mentioned Bethesda a lot, and <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I mean just talking about Bethesda as a whole, you could probably yeah. say more about it. But I mean, either way, you know, like I think it's it's sad to know that um, uh, anybody passes away. But when you hear about uh, yeah CEO and founder of of a big company who is making um, making products that people like all over the planet are really enjoying and and following, um, yeah, I, I sometimes I I think one of the things that I would be curious to know is like well what's going to happen with the company next like are they going to be able to keep it going as well as they have been right um and yeah um well i definitely don't want to belittle his career at all in any way shape or form but uh yeah when it comes to like game direction or like how a game is going to be made or the games that are made and creative talent behind it and all that kind of stuff we look more towards directors and uh like producers of games the biggest right. name for bethesda is todd howard he's the one who makes a lot of the Fallout games or, mm. or promises for Fallout games or promises okay. for Elder Scrolls games. He's yeah. the one who becomes a large joke all the time because he promises a lot and then usually delivers very little. Um, at the same time, Todd Howard is not afraid to step into the limelight and say all the things that he screwed up on and then continue. Uh, so props to him for just continuing to work hard in, at these games. Uh, but Todd Howard's definitely the one that if he was to die, then we'd be like, whoa, who's going to take over Bethesda to um, which mm. games and directions we're going to be doing. But the CEO level for a game development company like this, they just want to make sure the money is rolling through. Um, so, uh, yeah, not to belittle his situation at all, but definitely it's more on the shoulders of Todd Howard on what Bethesda would be doing. Gotcha. Todd Howard okay. is like the um, uh, Hideo Kojima of Bethesda mm. or like the... Um, Miyazaki, or Miyazaki uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? Nintendo one. Nintendo guy. Mario guy. Uh, Miyamoto. Satoshi, it's not Satoshi. Miyamoto, Miyamoto, yeah. Miyamoto! Miyamoto, yeah. Yeah, he's the Miyamoto of Bethesda, is Todd Howard. Which okay. is really, really doing shame to Shigeru Miyamoto. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, and then, uh, yeah, the last of the bad news is uh, Christopher, Christopher Plummer. Oh, also no, passed away. No, so, no, for, no, yeah. So for those of you who are Sound and Music fans, or um, he was also in Smiles and Tears and Daggers from the Back, um, and most recently, what was that one? Um, is that what's that? It's not Knives Out, is it? What's the one he was recently in? Uh, Christopher Plummer. Recent movies. Uh, what? Is, yeah, it is Knives Out, right? He was in Knives Out. Um, yeah, so he passed away. Uh, sad news. Uh, he was 91, passed away in peacefully at his home in Connecticut. So, wow. um, I guess just you know, it was his time to go. But he, yeah, very sad news. My, if you gotta my go, wife, that's the way to go. Yes, peacefully. Yeah. <laughs> my wife is a huge fan of sound and music, so she was really sad to hear about this uh, happening. And um, I feel a bit bad admitting this, yeah. but I had no idea that that was Christopher Plummer in sound and music. <laughs> I'm looking at the screenshots now, going like, whoa. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, realize. yeah, that, that was from, like, 40s, 50s? Yeah, no, I've seen Sound of Music so many times, I didn't even know it was Christopher Plummer. I would have never known. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, well, he. if you're used to seeing his face nowadays, I mean, like, it looks completely different. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm more used yeah. to seeing him with the older face, for sure. Yeah. White hair, goatee, that kind of look? Yeah. Edelweiss, Edelweiss. <sighs> yeah, so... Sad news, but that's wow. that's my four part stinger. That was a quadruple and, uh, whammy, man. I'm just all sad yeah. now. Just want to, you know, just rip it off like a band aid. Yeah. Just get it over with. Get it then, done. Yeah. All right. And then and then back to back to some good life. Stuff. Okay. Um, some good news that Disney shut down Blue Sky Studio. <laughs> okay, is, is that good? I don't know. Uh, no, I was just kidding. Um, that's the studio that made Ice Age. Also, the studio made a really good movie oh. from back in the day called Robots. Uh, so sad to see it go. Oh. Um, Robots had Ewan McGregor and Robin Williams in it. It was such a good film. Such a random little obscure film. It was awesome. Uh, Blue Sky Robots. Blue Sky. Mr. Blue Sky. Oh, I never saw this. Okay. Yeah, good movie. Um, cool. So, anyways, yeah, I don't want to say too much about it, but yeah, Disney shut down the studio. That doesn't mean these movies are gone. doesn't mean that they're not going to make them anymore. Unfortunately, the studio got absolved, and we don't know what Disney's going to do with it next. It is obviously their competitor studio, so it's now not anymore now that they own it, so... Yeah. yeah, just huh. interesting to see what they're going to do with it next. Although there are a lot of fans of Ice Age still out there, so we don't know. Maybe they'll do something else. 
Ice Age is great. I feel like they're really underrated movies. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> and I like robots, so I guess I like Blue Sky. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens with that one. Um, see what happens. And a little bit... Okay, this is still kind of like CGI related, but... Um, oh, have you been watching the... Or have you watched any of the Transformers War for Cybertron trilogy on Netflix? No, I haven't. Okay, so they're pretty quick watches because there's six episodes each. There's only two seasons out. The okay. first one is Siege. The second one is Earthrise. All right. And it's... Um, I guess it's basically like a reboot of what's happening with uh, Transformers. So the third season is not out yet, but... Um, Wow, the animation I, looks very good on it. Oh, actually, it's really well done. Yeah, yeah. visually looks cool. great. Um, the the voice work is not bad. I think overall, like it's um, uh, some of the delivery makes it kind of feel to me like it's made more for a younger audience. But right. I I could just be reading too much into it. Either way, like I watched it all and I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the third season, which I think has a working title right now of Transformers. Beast Alliance. No way. So. No way. That could imply. Beast Wars. Yeah. So that could be fun. I would be really interest, interested to see with today's technology how da, 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 da. Um, they would do the Beast. Um, but at the same time, it would be kind of weird because we would be, like, we've been following in, um, like, so far in the, in the War for Cybertron trilogy, we've been following the Autobots and Decepticons. Mm -hmm. And when we originally watched Beast Wars, you know, back in, like, the 90s right yeah um when they actually encountered auto like when the maximals and predacons encountered the autobots and decepticons um they found like the they thought they found the autobots in the arc and they had all died like it was like ages yeah. ago or something like yeah, that. yeah, they yeah. Were still, or no no actually it wasn't ages ago i think it was kind of like a recent occurrence but they had all died so maybe in beast alliance we'll get to see them all interact together i mean we don't know i, I don't know if there's any news relating to that but uh i think that's I'm looking forward to watching it and seeing how that goes. Me so, too. Yeah. I like Beast Wars. Good show. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I miss it. Um, okay, so for the rest of my news, um, I'm just going to speed this up real quick on my news. Real quick, Justice cool. League, Snyder Cut. There's apparently all this hubbub about a new Batman and Joker deleted scene that's going to be thrown into that, showing how Ooh. Joker became the Joker that we see in Justice League. Whoa. So that might wet your whistle for seeing the new Justice League Snyder Cut, wow, which I am excited for. Cool. I think we should watch and talk about it, because I think that's going to be a really interesting cut. It's going to be long, unfortunately, but hey, it's interesting. This is years in the making, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Years. 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 It's like, it's like the director just editing it himself over time, making it a better movie. Um, yeah. My last thing is really, really quick here. I just want to say, uh, this. I was just reading an article about this, but Super Mario World's music got remastered by the fans. It's apparently a project that the fans do for a lot of Super Nintendo music. And uh, I just, I, mostly this is for you. I just think that you should see this link and listen to some of these tracks. The people have revamped it so that it's the same songs, but it's remastered so it's quality for you to listen to. Because if you try to rip this music off of Super Nintendo, it's really, really hard to get a good quality track. So these people are trying to remaster it as, as close to the original as they can, but with high quality sound. So it's really, really good. So I was, I've been jamming out to some of these songs in the background here. And uh, yeah, it's really well done. So cool. I figured you'd like that. And it looks like they're going to be moving on to a lot of uh, Super Nintendo uh, games after this. So. Whoa, they were for the whole OST. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, nice. So not only do you have to, uh, the OST of like the newer Mario games, but you can also jam around to the old Mario games. Oh, Yoshi's Island. Yeah, Oh, that sounds so nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Even, even like... Even the thumbnail of it, it's so it's so colorful and vibrant. I know, so it HD. looks so great. It's all good. HD visual, HD good audio. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Cool. I know, I love good it. Call. Um, and that's it. I'm just getting my news there. What do you got? Okay. What do you got? Uh, I can, let's see, I can speed up. I got a couple. Uh, I guess actually I should just end with one. That kind of works out. Um, there is a, I'm going to post this in your notes. Um, there's an upcoming Pacific Rim Netflix original show coming. Oh, nice. And it is called Pacific Rim Black, I believe. It's okay. kind of like anime style. Yeah. Um, what's odd in the trailer is the frame rate. Or, sorry, I don't know if it's the frame rate, but, like, the, the, the style of the artistry. Like, um, because it just seems kind of choppy. Watching. Which is weird. But, uh, yeah, for anybody who is a fan of Pacific Rim, I actually think this looks interesting. And um, it looks like, like a well-done anime or, or cartoon, whatever you will. Whoa, you're right. The frame rate does seem strange on it. It's, I, can, I can see the frame rate working well with certain types of animation. This one kind of throws me off a little bit. It's, well, it's really strange. The character movements, the models of the humans moving is really anime, where they are at, like, a, I, don't, I don't know the exact animation frames, but it's, like, 
let's just say, for lack of a better term, it's 12 frames instead of 24 frames per second. Sure. But then, like, the robots are moving, and they're moving at, like, 40 frames per second. Yeah, So they're exactly. really they're fast, so they're moving, fluid. like, a human moves really quickly. And then the humans are all, like, juddery, like an animation. Yeah. It's yeah. very strange. Yeah, it's very, it's just, like, the opposite. But, yeah. I mean, I, I'm still looking forward to seeing how it works out, how the show works out. It looks like it could be fun. I'd check this out. Sounds cool. Yeah. Thank you for bringing my attention to it. You're welcome. And that's my news. That's my news. Let's right. move on to our topic of the day, which is WandaVision. Wanda. All right. Wanda. I am super curious. You're sitting there with your uh, wife. You guys are sitting down. You're you're looking at Disney Plus, and the new <laughs> WandaVision episode one is out. What are you feeling as soon as you finish watching that first episode, episode one? What were what was going through your guys' heads? Uh, after finishing episode one, I was thinking, okay, they released two episodes today, which means we're probably going to get a lot more color by the second episode, and probably slightly more explanation. <laughs> and uh, then you watched episode two. And then I'm trying to think of what episode, let me, actually, I gotta pull this up. I gotta pull up what episode. Disney, t- <laughs> Disney Dis- Plus episode two. Let's see, WandaVision episode guides. Yeah. There we go. That's how you use Google, right? Guide. Goid, goid. It's a guidi. Guidi, guidi. Wow, okay. Wanda and Vision struggle to conceal their powers during dinner with Vision's boss and wife. Yeah. That's episode one. No, I'm just reading them on IMDb. Episode but... two is the magic one where it's for the children. Uh, and they, uh, in an effort it. to fit in, yeah. Wanda and Vision perform a magic act in their community talent show. Okay, so yeah. Like, these these kind of things, like the first two episodes to me was like, okay, I'm pretty sure the rest of the season is not going to be like this, yes. but I don't know. Yes. I was so uncertain, but I was thinking like, I'm just going to stick with it. Yeah because like there has to be more to it there there's no reason why there wouldn't be yeah and um so okay there was that one i can't remember if it was the end of episode two no wait wait wait. okay i said my piece what's what were your interpretations well t- uh, that's that's how i was feeling uh my fiance okay. was not feeling that way she yeah. didn't like the first episode at all and she was just yeah. like i i like after that a half an hour of that episode she's like i can't watch more of that she's like it, it needs to like She's like, I need something, some reason to watch, right? Yeah. And then I was trying to, like, entice her. I was like, yeah, but it's kind of cool at, like, the dinner table when it sort of, like, became creepy, you know? I was like, maybe this is going to be, like, a horror or something. Mm, um, yeah. Then we started watching episode two, and it was, like, the same thing. And I was like, come on, show. I was like, give me give me a little yeah. bit more to at least convince her yeah. it's not bad. Um, yeah. But, man, we got through all of episode two, and we both thought the same thing. We're just like, this is way too slow of a start for a show like this. A show that has so much riding on it. I don't know if the show meant to be the beginning to something after Endgame, but it mm-hmm. is. And unfortunately, all we want to do is answer a bunch of questions, and the show just keeps throwing more questions at us. Yeah, and it's more really, uncertainties. Yeah. It's asking a lot of your audience to watch an hour long of just old school sitcoms from like the 50s and 60s. Um, mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's such a cool, ballsy move to try <clears throat> something like that, but you have to hurry it up, unfortunately, or else you're going to lose people. Now, I was saying this to somebody the other day, and I was just like, I'm, like, a fan of this stuff. Like, I do a podcast about Marvel stuff. Like, I talk about yeah. Marvel stuff all the time, and here I am struggling to continue with this. Not because yeah. it's, like, horrible television. Just It's just because they're not giving me anything Marvel-related. So what do, how do I continue with this, you know? Um, yeah. So that's how I was feeling after episode two, at least. Yeah. My wife, my wife was feeling pretty much the same as your fiancé, that she wasn't really into it, and it seemed like she wasn't going to continue with, like, watching it with me. Yeah. And then I, I, I think I maybe she decided on her own, but I might have like had a hand in convincing her. Like, oh look, there was color by the end of this one. I'm pretty sure the rest will actually be in color and a little bit more revealing in terms of um, uh, like what's happening outside of this random sitcom yeah. aspect. Uh, which yeah, it, it did start happening, and I, I agree. It is a lot to ask of your audience. Um, I guess because you're making them wait sure like an hour is a long time to sit down and wait because you're not actually sitting down and absorbing new things per se right right you're you're witnessing things that are happening that i don't know it's it's like do you really need to do all these things to to add to this whole um idea of being in in like a story like dream kind of thing yeah right you don't have to go through like i think it actually takes three pretty much like three whole episodes of it 
Two for sure. The third one is kind of like a half-half. It's not but... until episode four when we actually oh, have a right. real yeah. episode. A, that's right. right in right. my opinion, a real episode. Like, Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think, yeah, slowly we, we see just like a couple things here and there that are just giving some more tells of like, okay, there's more to it. There's more to it. But it's such a slow handoff yeah. that it is very difficult to keep going. Um, and I find really interesting that... Usually when I go onto the Instagram accounts to see the comments, I sorry, I don't go to it to see the comments, but I end up just looking at the comments because like, you know, what else are you gonna do yeah, sometimes? Of and um I was looking at I was looking to see if there would be a lot of people like bashing the shows, but I saw a lot of positive things about the shows. A lot of people are just really into what was happening from episode one, which I found very confusing because I I mean, I didn't grow up watching black and white shows like I Love Lucy and, and stuff like that. I I have a little bit of a feel for it because I've seen stuff here and there. But yeah, not enough. And it, it, it's not enough to make me feel inclined to keep watching WandaVision if it were to continue like that. Right. And uh, I think you, you used the word bold, which I found was... That's pretty accurate. It, it's a pretty bold move to do that. But I think, yeah, three episodes of doing like full sitcom is a, a little bit too much. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny because it wasn't until episode four where I started to see, in my opinion, how this could have been done possibly better. Now, I don't know because this is really uncharted territory here for a show yeah. like this. So I'm still not really too sure. But I st- I guess by the time we had three full episodes of different sitcoms, there's like the 50s style sitcom, there was the 60s style sitcom, and then the 70s style sitcom, um, we had some glimpses into like hints at what this might be telling us yeah um now it seemed clear at the moment that wanda was kind of creating this universe around her that all seemed kind of clear to me from i think it was even episode one like we just kind okay. of figured because yeah when, when you've got kitty from that 70s show looking at wanda telling her to stop it you're kind of thinking like oh uh, she's yeah, telling yeah. wanda to stop it and like that's so my fiance and i thought that from the get-go uh and i still don't know where we are so from the moment of this recording we've seen five episodes of the show um Mm-hmm. And we still don't exactly know the conflict, but it does seem like Wanda is creating all this universe herself. Now, we don't know if she's yeah. being forced to or if she's just doing this because of her remorse for Vision's death. But we just know she's creating this universe. But anyways, what I didn't realize is the YouTube community had built a lot of like, what does this mean? What does that mean? What does this part mean? What does that part mean? And I didn't see a lot of that stuff in the first three episodes. I didn't see a lot of like, apparently the octagon shape, the hex pattern was Mm -hmm. really obvious in a lot of the first three episodes i didn't see it but apparently a lot of people did um yeah apparently like little things here or there why the beekeeper guy coming up out of the pipe why why was there the radio saying wanda wanda you know why was that happening which i actually thought that was steve rogers saying that i don't know why but oh i thought that was hawkeye oh that's funny i I was like oh it's steve and then like my fiance now here is captain america she's like oh it is steve you know so we thought it was steve for a while there turns out it wasn't (laughs) um it was jim (laughs) from the office actually but it was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, John Krasinski is not uh, going to be playing the Fantastic Four character. He actually already is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but no, so uh, anyways, once all that started happening, what's funny is episode four flips it all on its head where it actually becomes the YouTube episodes that were all like, what do the hex patterns mean? What does this mean? What does that mean? Suddenly, the characters in the show are asking the exact same questions that the YouTubers in real life are asking about what does the show mean, right? Now mm. you have the show, in a very meta moment, asking questions about the show you're watching. And yeah. that was so cool to me. That was so, like, lost, the show, mm-hmm. back in the day, that I just... I, 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 I never really, watched it. Oh, okay. Well, I, I really like that show. And I really got into this. I was like, this is cool. This is what yeah. I want more of. And, yeah. you know, my fiance is like, why didn't they just start with this episode? And yeah. then that's when it all came together in my mind. And I thought, I don't know if this is too much, but maybe this would have worked better. Maybe. I'm not sure. This would have worked better if you had two TV shows. One that was called like WandaVision TV or something. Or like WandaVision. Or or just... <laughs> and the second like... one is two division. <laughs> no, but the other one would be called like Sword or something, right? Mm. And you're watching Sword, episode one. And it's now this woman waking up from the from the snap with Thanos. And she's going off and she goes into the sword. And she ends up in a TV vertus. And then we've got the agents. Meanwhile, simultaneously, they're talking about this show that is randomly showing up on television. And they're watching the show. Now, you, in real life, go to your Disney Plus account. And this show just kind of pops up called WandaVision. And it could have, like, this 70s theme. And it could have, like, this whole thing. And you watch the episode of the show. And then you watch mm. the Sword episode that's simultaneous to it. 
And it's yeah. almost like a meta game within Disney Plus. Now I think that might have worked better because then we'd have something tangible with Sword, and then something yeah. that we're like watching, looking for the clues with the yeah. with the One Division thing. I, I don't yeah. know if it would have worked, but it almost seems like that's what the show's trying to do. But they did it in a weird way, and now here we are with five episodes in, and I still can't really tell you what the show is trying to say or do yet, mm. other than Wanda seems sad, so she's creating a new life. Yeah. So, okay, so it seems to me like the premise could be leading towards, um... Actually, okay, so yeah, my, all my all my Marvel comic stuff is kind of, like, my knowledge is all kind of jumbled now, because I can't remember which arcs are, are for which and what they lead up to, but um, I remember reading that it seems like there are some elements of House of M and I think Civil War, like the comic version Civil War, where Scarlet Witch... The, what I remember is, like, pre... Um, leading up to Civil War in the comics is that Scarlet Witch kind of goes a little crazy and then Captain America is trying to save her, like protect her from everybody else because they want to kill her because she's making, she's distorting reality so much that it's just affecting everybody and they know the source is her. So he ends up trying to save her, like protect her um, and that is kind of what sparks the Civil War. Um, From what I, I could be maybe like misremembering it completely but um yeah, like maybe that that still could be a similar case here or soon because uh, I think it is Darcy in one of the later episodes saying like, "Oh, the hex is growing." Yes, right. It's not just like staying in one position. Yeah, I think you might be right. That might be where they're going with this to be wanted to be seen as a threat. But yeah, and you're right. House of M is that Vision one, right? Where Vision creates a family to be like normal, and he has two sons. Oh, is that, may- is that maybe? House of M? I think. Well, Scarlet Witch also has. Uh, she changes reality so that she also has those twins, Tommy and Billy. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm saying the wrong thing. No, never mind. Disregard me. Uh, oh, so I actually I, I like your idea of having the two episodes, like uh, one <clears throat> one sword and one Wandavision. I wonder if it would even make sense, like going with the whole MCU movie theme. Like, say you have the first episode, it's still the black and white sitcom thing that we watch, but the post credit scene is sword. Like, so yeah. Sword just reacting to something. And it's just, it's not enough to tell you exactly what's happened, but to show you that they're at least involved and they're they're trying to figure out something obviously related to WandaVision. Yeah. And then episode two is the reverse. So it's all Sword. And then the post credit yeah. scene is um, uh, is WandaVision. Yeah. And so you're, but you're, what, you're, uh, what you're watching is, like the second episode is just, it's happening at the same time as the first episode. Right. Because I'm, I'm only thinking, because they released the two at the same time. So it almost seems like there should be some sort of specific thing happening with the two of them together. Now, don't get me wrong. I would love for this to get really meta and like really intense where you're watching. I don't, I I leave this to the writers, but you know, I think you have to (laughs) in some way where when you're watching every episode of the one division show, um, when it's showing like one division's show part of it. Um, Mm -hmm. if when you're watching that, you're really paying attention to every detail, all the background characters, all the background noises you might be hearing, or some of the sets and what's happening here and there, and like what it's trying to say. If it started like having coded messages, for example, if Wanda was trapped in this and she was trying to send messages to the viewers, Mm -hmm. I think that would leave this in a much more cool situation where you're glued to the screen looking for every clue you can. Because that's almost Uh. like... That's almost, You're trying to help her. Yeah, I know. That's almost like what the YouTubers are already doing when they're making these yeah, little like, things, right. right? Like, top ten things you missed in this episode of WandaVision, right? Um, yeah. So it would have been kind of cool if that's how it was done, but I just don't feel like that. It feels really wasted when we're watching a show. Although I will say, in one of the more recent episodes, Wanda was having an argument with Vision, who's starting to figure this out, and then to cancel the argument, she just rolls the credits to the show. And I thought that was awesome. That was so, I love that, that too. That was such a crazy meta moment, yeah. and it was amazing. And, and the way Vision just, like, flips on her, you're just like, yeah. it, it really hit hard. I liked that moment a lot. It was very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like it, too. It kind of, I like the um, the idea that because the credits are rolling and the music's going, it almost adds a little bit of chaos. Yes. Because, like, yes. there's a lack of control in, in several aspects of what's happening in that moment, right? So, mm-hmm. the like, the, the foreground is what we like the foreground is the credits and the foreground is actually what is creating more of like the intensity than what's actually happening in the background yeah even though the, the background actually has intensity growing but it's just like it's such a nice complimentary thing that's happening yeah it was i, I relate that too i like the yeah. creepiness of seeing something you normally see but used in a scary setting or a horror like setting for example what if we saw uh one of the characters that was in like a lot of danger and then they're in danger slowly off screen 
but the camera never moved because it wouldn't make sense for the camera to move and the camera stayed on screen for like a really unsettling amount of time what if the camera stayed on screen for like a minute and a half and we don't know what mm-hmm. happened to our characters and it could like cut back to the people watching the show being like what where did our characters go you know like yeah. there's all these moments where it's like the it, i don't know what they can do but they're breaking the fourth wall now and it started to become more fun but I would have loved to have seen this a little bit earlier on. And I, I want more horror. They don't have to go, like, an adult rating or anything horror. like that. It doesn't have to be M-rated. But I like scary stuff, and Marvel hasn't gone into the scary territory yet. And I would love to see more of that, so. Wait, didn't they? What's the, uh, the wasn't there a New Mutants one with, like, Maisie Williams and, I don't uh, think that's part of the Marvel universe, though. I think it's, oh, I, I they see. almost canceled right. that whole thing. So. Yeah, yeah. They kind of released it that as, was... like, this is what it could have been. <laughs> yeah, that was, like, the horror. Horror. Type. Horror. Yeah. The, hor- the horror. Um, there, what do you think about the latest reveal? Which I think people are overthinking. But what do you think about the latest reveal on Quicksilver? Uh, well, I, as I watched it, I kind of flipped out a bit. I was like, what? Yeah. What does that mean for the rights of Quicksilver and like Fox over... Is It, it is Fox, right? Yeah, yeah, Fox. But it's, it's all Disney uh, now. Disney owns it all. Yeah. Um, but I guess that means... Um, well, I took it as like, okay, if he's in it, then... Uh, doesn't that mean like the rights for other X-Men characters that we've seen up until this point like could potentially be used? See, I don't take it that way. I take it as one of two ways, and both of them are quite boring, so prepare yourself. <laughs> um, way number so, one okay. is, obviously this isn't her real brother. He's a character yeah. who has like American-style clothing on, has an American accent. Meanwhile, she's like, she's almost moving back into her like Sokovia accent. Um, with a name mm-hmm. like Petrov, and being an American, it's it doesn't make much sense, right? So this mm-hmm. is a person playing her brother as darcy says it's a recast right it's yeah. a person playing her brother so it's either just a random person in the marvel cinematic universe who's just like a civilian on the street who she captured just like everybody else and has yeah. there to play her brother and the marvel cinematic studios are just making it this actor for fun so that mm. you get this kind of nod isn't like yeah there's another quicksilver haha it's a joke like yeah so like we laugh at that but in the story it is just a random civilian so it's either that mm. or it's the fact that Wanda is based on television. She's doing all these things based on television. And in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there might be a uh, X-Men-like show with Quicksilver mm-hmm. the way we have it. So she's pulling in a pop culture reference from a movie into her reality, which is this Quicksilver character. Because she can't pull oh, her cool. real-life brother because real-life brother is dead. So both of those could be true, and both of them are boring, <laughs> unfortunately. I don't see it well, as any kind of tie-in to this is actually the X-Men joining up with them in any way, shape, or form. I, I see this as the very boring thing. Of yeah. it's Oh, I didn't Silver. mean specifically X-Men in the WandaVision show, right. but I meant like it, just the future of the MCU. It just seemed like it is a possibility. Now, there is apparently um, a huge reveal at the end of this show where there is a major cameo appearing. Um, so some people are speculating now at this point that it might be Ian McKellen because some people are thinking X-Men is joining. Um, oh. I think that'll be a mistake. I love Ian McKellen, but I don't want to see him in this because I don't want them to be blending in the old X-Men stuff. Sorry, there's a cameo at the end of episode five? Or no, at the end I'm of sorry, the season? at the end of the whole show. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So we'll gotcha. see it when we do our like whole thing on WandaVision at the end here. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know who it's going to be, but uh, it's... Uh, some people are speculating it's going to be Ian McKellen because they did Quicksilver here. So, And Ian McKellen, if you can think of, would be Magneto, which would be her father, possibly. But I think I read that in the MCU that we know of so far, like, because, like, that they are not actually children of Magneto. Yeah, we weren't originally going with that storyline because they, like, Disney didn't own the rights at all to this back when they created yeah. these characters. So first. They could definitely rewrite it. it, though. Yeah. Like, there's nothing saying that they couldn't have, Magneto couldn't have had kids and then sent them off to live in Sokovia. Mm-hmm. And then they were raised by these other people who thought they were the parents or something, right? So, yeah. They could. I wonder if this could also be sort of like uh, a stepping stone towards the whole multiverse thing. Because we, like, the next Doctor Strange thing is exactly. going to be the multiverse of madness, right? Yep. So, I mean, could this potentially be like a little blip of, um, like, maybe during the snap and, or after the snap, like, and everybody came back, could there have been some sort of weird timeline thing? or um, something multiverse thing where yeah some people from other universes came over to right. like our earth and then vice versa i definitely could saw that this, theory as well yeah yeah like could this quicksilver actually be one from another from another universe but he um, sees her as his sister for some reason or does he maybe he doesn't and she's just controlling his mind to see her as his sister who knows right or Wah. he is her sister. Wah. He is her sister. Wait, he's her sister? Wow. He's he is her brother. <laughs> Sorry. He sees her. Sorry. He is. Oa. He sees her as his sister 
and she's making him see her as his sister. So she doesn't know that he is a Quicksilver from another universe, but she's also pulled him into this WandaVision world and is making him believe that he is her version brother. Right. We are dealing with a lot of weird parallel universe <laughs> stuff here because Loki's uh, television series is going to be coming out soon and that is going to be a Loki from a different universe as well. So I'm, I'm really curious how that's going to work. Or a Loki from a different timeline. Timeline, yes. But and I don't know if that's the It same makes as me wonder universe. if Vision is either already... I, it makes me wonder if Vision is going to be pulled from another timeline in this one too to bring back Vision. Because yes, we are seeing Vision, but I don't think we're actually seeing Vision. Cause, no. Because Vision, I believe, is dead, and Wanda is just making up this vision in her head, which is also kind of funny, because it means Wanda's arguing with herself about if she should be doing this. She knows that the real Vision would, would see through this, which is why Vision is seeing through this. At least right. that's my so, opinion. I don't know if that's true. That's just how I see Vision in this series, is that he's not real, yeah. and Wanda's making him up. But yeah. w- w- maybe by the end of this, because people are going to like Vision, she's going to be able to pull Vision through from another timeline or another parallel universe if we are getting into multiverse stuff, too. Interesting. So what I was thinking about the whole vision thing is, yeah, because he's is dead. Like he, there's no mind stone. There's nothing keeping him alive. He did. Um, he did. He, he did. <laughs> and when she, like, she has some sort of connection with, uh, with vision with the mind stone. Um, she also destroyed the mind stone with all of her powers. And I feel like, like in Endgame. So I feel like she has some sort of vision. She has vision inside of her. She's a one vision. She has an essence of vision actually kind of like within her. Yeah. So what I'm seeing as this whole vision, uh, the one that we see walking around right now, like she recovered the body from sword. Or was it shield? No, from sword. Sword. From sword. And I think she is just manipulating. Like her powers in WandaVision are clearly different from what we've been seeing in the movies. Right. Like she's completely distorting reality. She's not just... uh, I think this is also like on on extreme scale of what we saw her do in Age of Ultron when she first appeared and we had that whole like weird like the witch or the oh, yeah, ring yeah, yeah. kind of aspect yeah. when she like yeah Japanese gets horror into people's heads. Kind of yeah. yeah, it was she walks backwards and yeah. yeah. So um yeah, that was kind of like a hint of like what we're seeing now, which is just a grander scale of her ability to manipulate people's minds. But all in all she's distorting reality to a, a larger scale and mm-hmm. So what I'm seeing is that it's whenever we see Vision walking around, it's his dead body that is actually walking around. Yeah. But she is just imparting like her personality. Her, her well, it's her vision of Vision. Yes. Like she and she's making everybody else see that vision. Right. Um when it's just, it's literally just the dead body walking around and anytime that that vision is arguing with her, it's it's like her it's the vision that's inside of her that's that's fighting with her. The telling of like, no, you shouldn't be doing this. It's the one that's. It's basically her own like subconscious, but it's not just her voice inside of her. It's also Vision's voice because of their connection together. Right. So so far, that's. I mean, that's what I'm guessing is really happening because it doesn't make sense otherwise for, like, like there there would be nobody else that would be distracting her. It seems like like she seems pretty set on keeping this world her wanted world as is. Yeah. Um, so if not for another voice, then there would be no reason for her to be distracted or for there to be inconsistencies, I think. True. Yeah. Uh, okay, I've got three questions for you, and then I'm good. First okay. question. Um, the, the answer is seven. <laughs> the one main agent chick from S.W.O.R.D., I yeah. don't remember Captain... Rambo. Yeah, Rambo. Something, right? something Rambo. I don't remember yeah. Captain Marvel all that well, but is she a character that was in Captain Marvel? I don't remember. Because it looks like her mom was possibly the right-hand man or, like, sidekick to Captain Marvel. Because she's her mom was the one agent at S.H.I.E.L.D. who had something Photon Rambo. She was, like, someone Photon Right, Rambo. she was Maria Photon. Maria Photon. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was Captain Marvel's, like, sidekick or something, was it not? Again, I didn't really watch Captain Marvel, and I'm not there yet in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so... Or the Marvel movie marathon, I mean. Um, so oh, I think... Maria Rambo. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So I think she's connected to that. Okay. So that that was not necessarily. That was a question that we kind of just both answered together. So I think she's from that. But yes. Okay. Yeah. Second question. Do you think that leader of Sword, the main guy there, do you think he's the main antagonist to this film, or this show? Oh, good question. Um, like you think? Are are you kind of implying secretly Hydra? Possibly. Or, I don't know. Or Hydra was other... in one of the commercials. Uh, I can't remember. It was like a commercial for a toaster or something, and it said Hydra at the bottom. 
I was like, oh well. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. So uh, maybe I don't know. I, I'm I'm just asking. Do you think he's the main villain? Uh oh, jeez, I didn't think about that, but it seems possible. I was, I I'm not convinced by um, who's the one that brought over the pineapple. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember a pineapple. She's like the only other lady that has like all the lines um, in WandaVision. She's in. I only know Darcy, uh, the Rambo wreck. Uh, okay, wait, I gotta look it up. I gotta know. I feel bad I know her name. She's in like a whole bunch of stuff. I don't remember. WandaVision, full cast and crew. Um, Casty crew. Catherine Hahn, Agnes. Oh yes, yeah. I, you're right. There's something going on with her. I don't know who yeah. she is, but she. I do have a theory that yes, Wanda is creating this world, but I have a fear that theory that Wanda is being manipulated by someone I, else in the show, and I think that I that, think so that neighbor is yeah. a good candidate for it. Since Vision mm-hmm. doesn't trust her, and if yeah. Vision is Wanda, then Wanda doesn't trust her. Yeah. So I exactly. I'm not convinced that she's just any average person because she seems to be witnessing everything. And, like, there's not a problem. And she's right? not controlled by Wanda. It's very, it very important. Like in the last episode, yeah. she says, do you want me to take that again? She doesn't... Yeah. She's not controlled yeah. by Wanda. She yeah, says, exactly. do you want me to take it again? She, like, she breaks out of character. And mm-hmm. I think it's really important. Because it's like, oh, so, like, Wanda's not making her be that way. She's being that way. So, yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that's a really big clue there. And we'll probably see that for the next... Do we have five more episodes or just four more episodes? Four, four more. Four more? Four more. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's my last question, then, is do you think this is a one-off series or do you think this series will continue with more seasons i think it'll be with more seasons Mm. yeah um i I guess because i'm assuming that what's going to happen with okay if i recall correctly and for some reason i thought that agnes is a witch and i um and then i think later on i read that or i heard that uh at some point or one of the comics that Scarlet Witch is actually taught by a witch. Like she's taught oh. how to like use more of her powers or develop more powers by a witch. And and I was I actually assumed uh, when I heard that that it must be Agnes. That Agnes is she's there. She's witnessing everything and she's yeah has a part in um in what's happening with this Wanda world. Yeah. Okay. Wanda Vision. Yeah. And I I would guess that um maybe in a second season that uh, we would then be able to see some development between the witch actually teaching uh, Scarlet Witch how to use her powers more or to do other things. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe that's Let's where see. we're going with this. If I IMDB so. labels WandaVision as a miniseries, like, is, is there a definition for miniseries? What does miniseries mean? Miniseries like, is it, like a one-off usually, so HBO does a lot of miniseries. Where it's just so it's one, literally one like a done. one season kind of yep. thing. Oh, okay. some of the well, best shows are miniseries. Is one division a, a, a miniseries. miniseries? Television miniseries. Oh, so maybe it is just one. Does season. it say it's a miniseries? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, sorry, this is Wikipedia. Wiki. Uh, but but even I am I am DB says that it's also TV miniseries. Okay. Uh, well, maybe what they mean is it's a miniseries until they realize that they're making a lot of money off of it and then it's a mega series. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll see if where it goes. Anything, I would anything rather it we be know a about... miniseries. I think it'd be better for overall Marvel if it was a miniseries, but who knows? Hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're also gonna get all those other ones. Maybe this is a miniseries for now until all the other ones have their one, like Loki and Hawkeye and Captain yes. uh, Falcon and Bucky. What I mean by all <laughs> that is that like you could do another Wanda one. It just wouldn't be yeah. Wanda Vision season two. It would be like yeah. Wanda and Agnes go off to Europe. <laughs> or whatever yeah. the show is called like it's almost like a movie but you're watching it from home is how i see these mm-hmm. right so yeah that seems very possible yeah that's true and that's all i've got for one division so far because we don't know much more than that so yeah do you have anything else you'd like to say about one division before we close out uh maybe not really nah nah we'll have more when we get the rest of the season out there all right Anthos, yeah. where can the audience find you? Well, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter still at Anthos1. That's at 8NTH0Z1. And if you want to find me, you can also find me on Twitter at MapBrush Gaming, or you can find me on YouTube at MapBrush Gaming, where I put this podcast in video format for your eyeballs. But if you want to listen to this podcast like a normal person with your earballs, go to any of your favorite podcasting platforms and we are there. Leave us a like, leave us a subscribe, give us a star, give us a thumbs up, give us a little encouragement in some way, shape, or form because we love to hear from you. Give us a Pawanda. A Pawanda. Pawanda. 
I meant to say Wanda, but I took a weird breath there. <laughs> and if you want to send us any kind of essay or anything or your thoughts on matter, then please email us at thescumbarpodcast at gmail.com. Your thoughts on matter? Thoughts on the matter. Oh, okay. Just, just I, <laughs> on like thoughts on matter. You, could, you like, could give us your thoughts on matter you, if you want to. That might are be you quite pro, an intense Are you pro essay. matter? Are you pro matter? Do you believe in matter? Oh, do you believe in matter? <laughs> I hope you do. <laughs> All right, Anthos. I believe you have a haiku you would like to give the people. Go ahead. Matter is not here. Matter is everywhere. Yes. But still, look out there. <laughs> well done, sir. Good haiku on the spot. That was well Thank done. I liked you. it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Enjoy your day. Day? Oh, day. Bye. Enjoy your day. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.